Welcome to Authors of Impact. I'm your host, Jazz Rawlinson, best-selling author, book coach, and all-round lover of impactful stories. Join with me as we go behind the memoir with some of the world's most influential authors, revealing the secrets and strategies that have helped each writer go from big idea to author of impact. I'll also share with you the techniques and tips that I use as a book coach and author that can help you better navigate the writing and publishing process for yourself. If you're ready to become an author of impact, this is the place for you. Hey there, Changemaker, and welcome back to another episode of Authors of Impact. I'm your host, Jazz Rawlinson, and in today's mini coaching episode, we're going to be talking all about defamation. It's one of the main things that I get asked about pretty much all the time when a new client starts with me or if I'm running a masterclass. And it comes up very frequently for a lot of people who are survivors of abuse or they've they've been through things like that. Um, And as somebody with a, a lived experience of SA and domestic violence, then obviously that's, you know, something I've had to think about as well. So I wanted to talk with you a little bit about um, defamation, what it is, what it is not, and just a couple of helpful tips that can help you around this. Now, before we dive in, I do have to say I am not a legal professional. I'm not a legal expert. I'm not a lawyer. So this is something that you need to have a think for yourself, whether you do need to go down the, the path of speaking with a defamation lawyer just to get some clarity and some expert insights. But what I'm more going to be talking about today is just some obvious things that you need to be thinking about and also some helpful tips that can help you as well. So let's dive into it. So probably the best place to start is to have a bit of a conversation about what defamation actually is. Because in my experience as a book coach and as an author as well, I found that most people worry about things that aren't actually likely to be that big of a problem for them. Most of the time, the fears they have about defamation are more, it's really just about fear that they have in general of speaking out. And in most cases, they're they're not actually going to be at risk of physical harm or any kind of harm if they do speak out. It's just that it's really uncomfortable to step outside your comfort zone and talk really vulnerably about these things sometimes. So the first thing is is getting clear on, you know, whether you're actually at risk or not. Um, If you aren't in danger and you can share your story and you're just worried about things like defamation, then let's have a bit of a talk about what that actually looks like and what it's not. So I'm going to give you a fictional scenario and I'm just going to use the the name Max because that could be male or female. So it could apply to anyone. So let's just say that when you were younger, you, you were hurt in some way by someone called Max. This person really um, hurt your hurt you emotionally and you went through some things with this person that you now want to speak out about but you're worried about Max coming after you so what defamation would look like would be if you wrote a book and you said um, you know 10 years ago I met somebody called Max you know Max was five foot nine and had beautiful thick black hair and piercing blue eyes and we used to go to the same cafe together by the name of um, 
know, let's say Sandy Sandy Toes Cafe. We used to meet every day at Sandy Toes Cafe um, in a little town in Bondi, Sydney. You can see where I'm going with this. And then if you were to say, you know, this is what Max did to me, blah, 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 this is how it impacted me. These were, you know, these were all the conversations we had. Um, Max's family members lived um, in the north of Sydney. His, uh, Their mum's name was such and such. You know, this is very clearly stepping into defamation because you are making it very easy for people to know who Max is. Um, obviously, if this person's a complete stranger, they probably won't know. But anyone around you, even people who maybe um, aren't close to you now but were part of your friendship circle, you know, you can see what I'm saying, that it's it's much easier to work out who Max is, um, especially if you go into detail about where they worked or where they went to university and things like that. So the big no-no here is that unless the person who's harmed you in some way or hurt you in some way has been found guilty in a court of law and there's a record of them being found guilty, then you can't speak out about who they are. So this is where a lot of people run into um, issues with their book because then they think, well, how can I talk out about this if I can't say who they are? So let's talk about how you'd actually get around this. So if you wanted to write about this person who had hurt you in some way and the profound impact this had on your life, and most importantly, how you got through this, then you would first of all make up a name for Max. You wouldn't use the name Max. This this is super obvious, like 101. Everyone kind of knows this. But you might also just subtly change some certain details that make it less obvious, um, you know, where Max lived, whether you were in the same town together, um, your ages and, and things like that. So to give you a more real life example, this is something that I had to think about quite deeply when I was writing my fourth book, um, which came out earlier this year called The Stories We Carry. And I wrote about two people in particular who had been quite abusive in my teenage years or you know early adulthood. And I didn't want to make it clear to certain people, including the family of one of these people, who I was talking about. Now they do end up, they, in the end, they they do know that it is about their child, um, their son, and they are okay with it. And we've had some conversation, well, they've reached out and shared how sorry they are that I experienced that. But one of the things that I did was um, I blurred certain, I just made certain details less obvious. So when people read, they weren't sure if I went to the same school as this person because of the way that I've written it. They weren't exactly sure of how old that person was, whether we were the same age or they were quite a bit older. And at the end of the day, those small details are not important because what is important is showing what I experienced, how it impacted me, and most importantly, how I came through that. So if you want to write about something like this, you know, you might do things like that. Um, you might not make it obvious how old you were or you might not say the exact town that you were living in when this happened. Another thing that I often um, suggest to my clients is that if you are talking about someone that you were in a relationship with and you happen to be married, if you can get away with not disclosing that and just saying that this was a previous partner, then definitely do that. 
obviously if people have been married and they have children together it does make things more tricky but for the most part the people who are reading your book if you can just talk about this is what i experienced in a previous partnership um and maybe you say when you're in your 20s rather than saying exactly how old you were any you know hopefully that makes sense anything you can do just to make things less obvious is great it's fine to say like what the person's eye color was if you're wondering about small details like that you just don't want to make it super obvious um, in some cases you might even change the eye color and so factually it's not correct but it, it's actually okay so you could say something like that they had dark brown eyes when really they had blue eyes and you might be thinking well that's that's lying though that's inaccurate it is inaccurate but what you are wanting to get across to the reader is what you experienced and you want to paint that through building a character and what you can do is just to put a very small disclaimer in the front of your book which i've done saying that um, some name you know some names or identifying details may have been changed to protect the privacy of the author or other people involved so if you have a disclaimer like that you know it's all fine but those are the those are some of the small things that you want to change um, to give you another example whenever i do media interviews i'm often asked you know this particular person who harmed you when you were younger are they still alive and i say yes they are um, and the, the question that most journalists have is, well, you know, we, what can we change a few details because we want to just protect ourselves legally. So if you've ever read any articles in the news about me or any that I've written, you might see that I've said things like I was barely out of my teens when I met such and such. And, you know, that makes it pr like quite clear what age group I was in, but it doesn't say exactly how old I was. And that's just a small detail that you can change again to protect yourself. Now, I didn't actually go to that much depth in my book. I was a lot more um, accurate, but in terms of when I'm promoting my book in the media, and this is helpful for you to understand as well, you can change small details like that. So those are just a couple of tips. Some might be really obvious to you, some lesser so. But again, just to come back to sort of what I was talking about in the beginning, for most people, you're not at risk of defamation. I do know some people who are going through court cases, custody cases, and so of course, these things will be more of an issue and you do need to protect yourself more. And that's why you might need to go and actually speak with a defamation lawyer. But for most of us, especially those of us who are writing about things that happened quite some time ago, defamation is not usually something we need to worry about. Most of the time it comes back to our own fears about speaking out. And to that, I want to say to you, you need to come back to why you're writing this book and who you're writing it for. Because at the end of the day, you're not writing it for the person that abused you. You're not writing it for the family members who don't support you. Those are not the people, those are not your people, but you are writing it for the person who is going through what you went through and they're looking for somebody to speak up about, about this. You know, they're looking to hear from someone who has gone through this and can offer them hope and a way through what they're going through. So that's what I want to leave you with. I hope that's given you some encouragement. As always, like I said, I'm not a lawyer, so please do speak to a lawyer about your situation if you feel that's needed. 
But I hope it's just given you a bit of, um, I guess, reassurance that you can write very vulnerably about the things you've been through without having to necessarily worry about getting sued. It's just about how you talk about it and most importantly, focusing on your experience, not the other person and their whole background and their family and how they grew up and how that impacted them, what you went through and how you got through the other side. So I hope that's been helpful for you today. Um, as always, I love hearing from you. So if you want to reach out, you can find me at jazz underscore Rawlinson on Instagram or search jazz Rawlinson on Facebook, or depending on where you're listening to this podcast, um, I know on Spotify, you can actually leave questions for me on here, which is super fun. So if you want to do that, I would love for you to do that. And if you're looking for more support, just reach out to me at jazzrollinson.com slash book coaching. All right, that's all for today. And I hope you're having a brilliant week wherever you are. And we'll talk again soon in the next episode. Hey there, Changemaker. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you're feeling ready to take the next step in your author journey. As always, I'd love for you to hit the subscribe notification so that you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. And of course, if you're feeling ready to take the next step with your own writing and publishing journey, and you're looking for one-on-one support, I would love for you to reach out to me at jazzrollinson.com slash bookcoaching. Until next time, keep writing, keep creating impact. And remember, there is always someone out there waiting for a story just like yours.